Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, welcome back uh, to Sky F1. I'm Nico Rosberg and uh, joined here with uh, Christian Horner. Um, uh, hey, Christian, uh, you were just saying that... Um, you know, Checo had a good race, but I thought he had a lack of pace, especially in the early part of the race. Is, isn't that true? If you compare to Max, there was some laps where, you know, there was quite a gap. You're uh, quite a critical guy now, aren't you? Now you're not in the car anymore. You can criticize the other guys, the guys who are in cars. And yeah. You're a guy not in a car, it's and uh, you can you can criticize them now. Wait, first of all, it's, you know, it's just a question, uh, 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 Christian. And, and you're saying guys uh, quite, quite a lot there. You said guys uh, kind of nine times there. Yeah, the, guys, the guys drive the cars. Yeah, no, uh, listen, um, just, you know, drop it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm just saying, you know, Checo is off the pace. He's the number two driver and he's, uh, you know, he's choking uh, under the pressure of Max, you know, finally. Yeah. Well, you'd know all about being a number two driver, wouldn't you? You what do you mean? parallel streak of piss. Hey, huh? Huh? What? What are you saying, Christian? That's really mean. That's really mean. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just here. You know, I, 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 the, I got the Botox and I'm wearing my Birkenstocks and, uh, you know, I am uh, got my ice cream shop and I just came here uh, to, uh, you know, uh, talk about uh, the race and uh, your boy is off the pace as well. There's no need to get personal just because you were too, you know, fucking slow to ever be in a Formula One car and you got short man syndrome and, you know, you had to marry a Spice Girl for any kind of self-worth. There's no reason to take it out on me, huh? You look like a Stephen King character wearing Nico Rosberg's face. Uh, dirty air credits. Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. Asley's dealt. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Pretty good race. Did you think so? I mean, it was it was boring, but there was like, wasn't there like a... <laughs> 
I've got a chest problem, so I apologise for my laughter. Sounding you sound like muttly like yeah. This you week. sound like um you've been in an air tunnel. Is direct- Muttley the dog from Wacky Races? Yeah, yeah, Muttley. and it was a wacky race. wasn't It, it? was a wacky race, <laughs> but it was also quite a boring race. It was a boring race. But when you were like saying, "Hey, this is good," I texted you during the race saying, "This is a good race," and you replied saying, "For 2023, this is a good race." You texting me, "It's a good race." was like a like broken girlfriend who texts her mate going hey he's just taking the bins out after he's been like a distant horror of a human being for three years he just took the bins out i think things are changing no i i thought lots of overtakes lots of weird pit stop strategies finally finally mercedes i say closing the gap but what we're really watching is two world championships right one is sewn up tied up signed sealed delivered mm-hmm. and max is just going to win probably in the next three races he'll be <laughs> they, like and and all the other teams are just sort of divvying up the sort of leftover takeaway midnight taxi kebab points that are left it's all the onus is now on us to see how excited we can become about something that there isn't really actually any prize for. No, but it's it's exciting to see Mercedes not suck. It is exciting. Exciting? Is it exciting? <laughs> look, I'm I, I'm I, I, I what here's what I'm very aware of is that we can't do this podcast every week and for the main crux to be what are we doing with our time? Like so we've got I can't We've got to buy into this. Interestingly, I was at the cricket the other day and watching the cricket, two uh, two, two uh, day test against Ireland, England against Ireland. All the commentators are going, what are we watching? What's the point? This is boring. It's too one-sided. It's rubbish. The Formula One drive uh, commentators, for whatever reason, aren't allowed to do that. So they've all got to have us buy into the idea that something is going on. The amount of like inauthenticity in the commentator's voice at the end where Max wins again. Oh, yeah. my God. I've gotten louder. It's the end of the race. So I've gotten louder. Mighty Max. Max points again. He said Max points again. Can you believe that he hasn't used that? Yet? He also called Zhou Guanyu the Chinaman. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. He goes, we've got three people battling out. We've got uh, what? Where's Hulkenberg from? Uh, Germany. The 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 Germanman, the and then there was like the Chinaman, and then even Brundle sort of paused, and you could hear him go, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> and the J- Japan Japanese and the and Yuki Sana, fuck. <laughs> also, if we want to talk about um, commentators, can we just talk about the grid walk for a second? Yeah. Because I love. As all F1 fans do, I love the grid walk. But this was the lonely puppy, lost lamb. I've never seen Martin Brundle so sad. Do he never it... feels like he's. It never feels like he's enjoying the conversations, does it? Hey, um, Neymar. So why are you here? And Neymar just goes, oh, I don't really know. And then some other footballers were there, and he went, "Why are you here?" And they went, uh, "This is off season." And he, okay, thanks for talking to me. And he literally walked around, grabbed a random person. And went, hey, you'll fill some time with me, won't you, please? Do you want to be my best friend? No, but he was like... He's, I've got five Capra sons, we Cal- can share them. <laughs> he's Calvin Harris's mate. 
It's like Calvin Harris walked past and it's like the producer obviously said, this bloke, now, he's, uh, it's, it, get him, get him. It's a Calvin Harris, he's a DJ. Hello, can I stop you, sir? No, not him. Yeah. Ah, right. The shit. guy even went, I'm not famous, I'm just wearing nice clothes. <laughs> it was so funny. I like that guy, whoever he was. And uh, and then he had, um, he went up to uh, Magnuson and was like, you look, looking forward to the race? I'm just trying to kill some time um, here. Uh, and he literally walked around and just went, there is absolutely no one worth talking to here. Who was the bloke who uh, he was talking to for a while when the cameraman lost him? And like the cameraman was just so it looked like this kind of disembodied, like an old kung fu film where Brundle's voice was coming out of like Ben Chilwell, the Chelsea left back's face. Like it, it was completely discombobulating. <laughs> And we didn't know where he... So the camera's sort of slaloming through these people and then gets this really awkward shot of the back of Brundle's head as he's talking to some mechanic from Haas or something. Yeah. And then he went to see uh, um, Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones and child Zeta-Jones Douglas, whatever that child is called, who looked like they hated it so much. Like, Dad, you're so embarrassing talking to Martin Brundle about what a great job he does. I hate you, Dad. Yeah, but Michael Douglas, to his credit, was amazing. He's like, oh, I just want to say, um, I, you know, I love what you do and you're such a credit to Formula One and the Catholic Jesus Jones, hey, boy, oh, look at you. I thought you'd do a really great job, Martin. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm just about to film Wednesday, season two. We start in the August. It was Mike was having a, some time off. A couple like... Brundle's fantastic, isn't he, darling? He does an amazing job. Like, how great Martin Brundle is is something Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones talk about when they have dinner guests over. It's They talk about it because they're 25 years into a marriage and have nothing else to talk about. So they've become obsessed with it, and now it's like a big thing for them. Yeah. How great Martin Brundle is. I, I just... I might be the only person... Like, the grid walk always... You would just think after this much time of doing the grid walk that Martin Brundle would be a little bit more relaxed into it. Like he'd be able to fill the time a little bit easier. Like it would get easier for him to navigate the grid whilst he's looking for a famous DJ. Like also, he hasn't heard of anything. (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing as well. Like I'm tapped out of the the celebrity stratosphere Mm. and who the new pop stars are and who the new actors are. Mm. And Martin is... 40 years older than me, 35 years older than me. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like my dad, I wouldn't expect my dad to go, oh, I saw Billie Eilish last week. <laughs> and it, you know what? It, like there, There's like three increments to Brundle's grid walk in the history of the grid walk where first of all, it's like, oh my God, I'm doing this new thing. This is mental. In the eight, like 90s, I'm walking around just talking to people. This is mad. And then like 2000s to about five years ago, it was, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm Martin Brundle and this is the grid walk. Get out of my way. And now he's like, you know, like a week into Groundhog Day where Bill Murray goes, well, it's Groundhog Day again. And there's yeah. just that lost. Where he starts like punching people and driving his car off a cliff. And, yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. So, yeah. okay, my question to you is, and someone sent us this on, on Instagram, so I'm really copying it off of them, they, or Twitter, um, they, at Very Dead, yeah, they said, when will Brundle finally snap on the grid walk? What will cause it and what will he do? At what point is he going to just lose his shit what's going to cause it and what's the response going to be uh it could be i mean first of all i think the mispronunciation of somebody's name in his ear or somebody talking to him whilst he's talking 
So like he's talking to Mason Mount and then he the guy in his ear is saying, hey, ask him if he's going to move to Manchester United. Are you going to to Manchester United? He now ask him. I was hadn't finished that yet. I hadn't finished that yet. OK, so that's because he never seems like whenever he's speaking to anybody on the gridwalk, it never really feels like he's enjoying the company of anybody that he's speaking to. Orlando Bloom last week. Yeah, there's your plug out the way. Like Michael Douglas this week. You do a great job, man. Yeah, great. Anything else? I mean, like, like you just got Michael Douglas compliment you, and all you can say is, "Yeah, brilliant." Yeah, yeah whatever. what else you got? Yeah, do you have anything else to say? Or like, you know, your son looks annoyed. Um, I, I yeah, like that—that's the most spiritually in tune with Martin Brundle on the gridwalk this week was Michael Douglas's son, uh, and I think it's going to be the person in his ear, or like maybe there could be a new person in his ear. Like a new, like like Lewis has it, like when Bono goes and he has the new guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's way too enthusiastic. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's like no, 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 not oh my god! Tell me who it is, who they are. Like I don't care about any of this. I just need to get it done. I just need short, sharp information, please. But it's, but it's, but it's, 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 it's Ed, it's Ed Sheeran, it's Ed Sheeran, and you know, uh, uh, uh James Blake. I think it's going to be one of those repeat guests that we always see, like a Will I Am or a Kylie Minogue. When and he's like, hey, uh, Will, so you want to just tell us about your new sh- shit song that's just that just repeats itself over and over and you go, eh, and, at one point, and yeah, okay, thanks for getting that out of the way. So you're touring, oh, you're playing the Greenwich Summertime Festival, that's a big step down for the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's just... And then he's just going to look in the camera and just go, I've got a minute left and I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I'm mi- my marriage is on the rocks. My wife, <laughs> my kids don't talk to me. They don't talk to me. They say, Dad, you missed all the barbecues. You missed your granddaughter's ballet recital. It's quite the commute from Spain to Kings Lynn. And they hate me now. So you know what? F this. FF1. F drive to survive. And then he'll just take his earpiece out and just spit on it and smash his microphone on the floor. And go, okay, well, let's go to the national fucking anthem then. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. I can't wait. It is going to be a good moment. It's going to be an historic moment. Brundle out. Brundle. <laughs> yeah, be, it'd be such a sad mic drop, wouldn't it, when yeah. you just drop an earpiece? My, my, my marriage is due some upgrades, so I'm going home. <laughs> It's been a it's been an interesting week for like F one news and gossip. So um, Helmut Marco on the championship fight, <laughs> on the quote unquote championship fight between Verstappen and Perez. Marco said, um, "Can you do the um, Imperial March?" It is already over. It's over, but in reality, Max has never seen Perez as a serious threat. (laughs) Right. And also, um, so you got that. You've got Helmet being like, yeah, fucking Perez. No one. So I'm swearing a lot this week. I apologize to anyone who listens with their kids. Um, you've got Perez on one side. Sorry, Helmet on one side going, yeah. yeah, Max doesn't care about Checo. He never did. And then you've got Perez who said, Sergio um, Perez, uh, I've been on par with Max since the beginning of the season. Sometimes better, sometimes worse. And that's how it should be. Being Max's teammate is probably the most challenging thing because he is the most informed driver. So Perez still thinks Perez is what's the career equivalent of wearing beer goggles? Uh 
just when you get to the apex of your own ability and all of your hopes your dreams the effort of your entire life has been built towards a, 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 a final accomplishment uh, some thing that you've been aspiring to for the entirety of your conscious existence and then you the the, the fact that he said form <laughs> is so telling because form, he'd love it to be form. He'd love it to be form because form, as we know, is temporary. What, like, he can't just say because Max is the best driver. He's better than me and that's just the way things are. So I've got to cop for it. I'm going to, you know, I, I've just got to go and be sad in a room somewhere because I'm never going to. I, he's he's younger and better. I'm I'm on a decline now. And I've got to deal with the fact that there is somebody younger and better than me in a similar car and I'm not as good as them. No, form? Oh, I might have a run of good form. He's got it with Helmet as well where I call it the, you know there's the Heimlich manoeuvre when you're choking? Mm -hmm. I think we should call it the Helmet manoeuvre. Mm -hmm. Which is Checo is choking suddenly under the pressure of Max. Mm -hmm. And Helmet is just up behind him going, yeah, you're rubbish. He, they can't help themselves. Yes. They finally got a number two driver who can be, you know, uh, on the podium with Max, usually second or third behind Max. Sometimes will win a race. But as soon as the pressure gets to them a little bit of being the Red Bull number two driver, there's something about the Red Bull ethos that can't help. It's like they like damaging the human spirit more than they like a, <laughs> a, a functioning F1 team. And so they've gone to... Uh, so, you know, Sergio's, I think, going to finally unwind this week. Sergio's going to finally, his his, his mental uh, uh, faculties are finally going to uh, erode under the pressure of what's going on. And we all can't wait to see it happen. And then we'll just get another number two driver and then we'll flush them down the toilet as soon as they careen into a wall when they shouldn't. In my head, in the post-race debriefs, when they've all got their headphones on at the table, and Checo goes, you know, I just think Max should have given me the place, you know, if I want the place. And then che and Christian or Helmer or Adrian go, hang on, Checo, one second. And they just knock on a door at the side of the room. It opens, and Danny peeps his head around. Oh, g'day, mate. Just want you to know I'm going to take your seat if you fuck up anymore. <laughs> and they've just got that in the wings. They've just got Danny sat there. To go, hey, Checo, um, you're rubbish, and if you keep being rubbish, that guy's going to take your place. And we've been slagging him off all season. They've been so mean to Danny. Have they? Yeah, they've been like, they said that, um, Helmut said when he got in the car, he'd picked up so many bad habits, and he wasn't the driver that they'd signed seven years ago. Does Helmut have any filter? Is How old's Helmut, Marco? 712. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. such an old age. Yeah, he could challenge Grogu in an age fight. You just, you just don't know how old he is, does he? He could be like... He could he could be a really damaged sort of 65-year-old. <laughs> or like a very, very high-functioning 97-year-old. <laughs> like anywhere in that 30-year... You know when you get like plus 65, they, you just could look... You could be anywhere yeah. within the realm of that 30-year block. Yeah, he could very well just be a very healthy 65-year-old or he sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber mm. and he's 92. Mm -hmm. it, also, um, Ralph Schumacher this week um, said that uh, Red Bull won't put Mick in a Red Bull seat because the Schumacher name carries too much weight. And he was like, that's why they're prejudiced against the Schumacher name. And Helmo just went, Helmut went, no, it's just that Mick is shit. 
Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough from Helmet, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think First of all, is. he doesn't owe the Schumachers anything. He doesn't <laughs> owe Mick anything. And it would be completely mad. Imagine if somebody's career progression went uh, shit at Haas, uh, seatless, Red Bull number two driver. <laughs> like, people would be going, what the fuck is going? What is, why are you, what? Yeah. What have you done? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're all right there. Uh, I, I, I back Helmet in that respect. And uh, also F1, um, who's, I found out this week that the Sky F1 figures are actually down this season compared to last season. Would you like to know why? Why? Um, because uh, <laughs> because the I could tell you who was going to win the championship before any of the races took place. Yeah. Because, and also, did you notice that in this, in the, in the, in the, in the direct, the way that the race was directed this week, you had, oh, there's an overtake. And then as soon as they cut to Perez about to take Alonso or whatever it was, I think it, this is the one I'm thinking of. There's none of the drama. Like the reason why an overtake is fun is it's the hunter and the hunted. It's the, it, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the beast gaining on its prey. It's mm-hmm. the savage dance of like finally luring them into the correct place to gain. They can be taken and then pouncing on them in the correct moment. Whereas they just cut to it when like he's he, in the slipstream before he moves out. So you get to see Perez literally up Alonso's asshole and then moving to the right, <laughs> swiftly moving forward. It there's no drama to any of the overtakes. You get a lot of overtakes. Yeah. But first the overtakes are kind of boring. Yeah. It's I was thinking this and I'm not sure where you stand on it because I know that you're not I follow quite a few sports and you are um you don't you have other things to do uh so you're mo- more focused on f1 as your sort of sole uh sports mm-hmm. fill but i can't really think of a worse sport to watch when it's one-sided because you can watch a 7-0 football game and you get to see seven goals yeah you can watch a cricket match you get to see loads of runs and loads of wickets because they just are demolishing the other side <laughs> but how many times did you see max Verstappen drive a car on sunday <laughs> I didn't know. How rarely do you, does the winner have no screen time? In what other thing is it in possible? What, like, if you went to see um, Ocean's Eleven and Brad Pitt <laughs> wasn't in it, <laughs> you'd be like, hang on a minute. I thought I was paying. I thought I was watching Superman. Where's Henry Cavill? And yeah. he's just not there. <laughs> also, here's something I've noticed is with the AWS, the Amazon strategy thing. Yeah. It always says like, um, it used. this used to happen in Formula One where you used to get... Uh, Lewis behind Max and it would go in seven laps he's going to catch him that has gone from the sport this year I've not seen that on the screen once this yeah. year like catching time where it yeah, goes yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Max is going to um, be behind and it's just like no no one's going to catch the Red Bull they they had a bad race and they still won by 24 seconds also <laughs> wasn't it funny with uh, Perez oh he's changed his tyres he might try and catch George ooh, ooh this is exciting and like, they were all talking about it. He wasn't asked. No. He was like, yeah, three seconds, three seconds, three but seconds. But that's the, that's the really cool thing about those Mercedes upgrades. Yeah. Right? Um, is that finally it was like, you went, oh, Checo's not going to... How can you be in what everyone is calling a rocket ship mm. and, you no, and you can't catch the third place driver? And that, to me, make, make, gives me hope that the rest of the season... Obviously, Max is... He's already won Canada, mm-hmm. but it does fill me with hope that 
Well, friend of the show, uh, Peter Windsor, mm-hmm. said um, in his YouTube video, post-race YouTube video, uh, to not get too excited. In the last season, we had Red Bull hold back on their in-season car to develop next season's car. Mm-hmm. So there's every chance that they're already... They, 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 he said, expect to see it get more com- uh, competitive towards the end of the season. Yeah. Don't expect that to mean anything with regards to what happens next season. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. I think it's... I've never seen an F1 season like this. And, e- okay, finally in the news... Is it, uh, is it the most F- uh, one-sided F1 season you've ever seen? No, I mean... I mean, obviously, when Mercedes were just winning everything a few years ago, but even that felt different. I think it was pre-Drive to Survive, and it all just felt a lot more innocent. Um, you know, like Lewis... Was it the pre-COVID year or the COVID year that it was just Mercedes by a minute? Yeah, that was the COVID year. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, but even that, even that weird Paul Ricard race, when even the commentators went, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> even the commentators gave up during Paul Ricard. Yeah. But it didn't feel quite so... I think because Liberty Media have... And this is what happens when you throw... LL Cool J and Will I Am and all these people, it just makes the actual race so less fun because there's all that hype around it. And then when it's a boring race, it seems really boring. Yeah, and I don't... They, yeah, they, they've just been focusing on the wrong element of the spectacle for such a long time now that we've got all of our ladies love Cool Jameses. We've got all of our um, Williams he is. We've got all of them and we don't have and i agree with max verstappen or whoever and all of the people that have been saying it toto wolf as well as think said it is that you can't change the rules to make it more even yeah it's a meritocracy it's it it has to be this way and it just sort of is shit we've just sort of got a cop for it that it's (laughs) not going to be great this season that max is the best driver in the world yeah that's kind of pretty clear uh the other best driver in the world is 38, 39 years old, and the other one is 42 years old. They're just not going to be... I don't really buy that George gets as close to a peak Lewis as he gets to this Lewis. Yeah. Uh, so, and then there's the best car, and one of the best cars we've seen we've seen ever. Also, uh, Formula One has announced a new partnership with Sky Group to co-produce the first ever Formula One broadcast for children. Beginning at this year... Let me do a more of a kid's presentary voice. <laughs> Beginning at this year's Hungarian GP, the new broadcast is set to include 3D augmented graphics, sound effects, and special features to enhance the experience for younger audiences. Isn't that right, Gordon the Gopher? Sorry, bad time to reference you. Um, it, you've got kids. Right. Do you think F1 is a positive influence on children? Um, well, I watched uh, the race with my eight-year-old, mm-hmm. and he's very into. First of all, he can't say he can't really get his head around the idea of watching a sport and not supporting anybody. Yeah, and also he doesn't say who are you supporting. He says who are you voting for. Oh, that's cute. Which I quite like. Um, and who did you vote for? Uh, Ferrari. He's a Ferrari. Okay. It's it just a mate. It's like it's ingrained in the human soul. Yeah, to yeah. Want it's like how everyone win. knows every song from The Sound of Music and the Beatles catalog. Yes, everyone is just naturally geared towards Ferrari. No pun intended. Yeah, except the Ferrari. Who work at Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to hate Ferrari. <laughs> 
Oh, Charles. Let's get him on hard. Let's pit him early. <laughs> yeah, let's keep everybody guessing. Do you want to come in and just have some pasta? <laughs> just come on, come on in. Adrian, do you want a job? No. Oh, well, let me try. <laughs> I uh, okay. So before we uh, take a quick break, um, uh, uh, who was your dirty air driver of the day from this race? Dirty air driver, uh, Max Verstappen. Oh, mine's uh, really why? Yeah, because he just he's won the thing. Mine was Lando Norris. <clears throat> I just thought that was so remarkable to go from, <laughs> from third to twentieth in eight seconds I really... and stay there and stay yeah, there. So you 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 tweeted from the dirty air socials account. Uh, on twitter.com uh, oh my god I can't believe Carlos Sainz has crashed and you tweeted that pre-race just leaving this here for lap 4 or whatever yeah, it was yeah, you yeah. said I'm paraphrasing um, there is like you were right essentially it just wasn't Carlos Sainz there is always the curse of the overachieving quality yeah. person <laughs> what an ugly sentence they're, 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 every single time you oh my god scientists p2 lando's p3 oh my god they're gonna have an amazing race they're all happy it's all high fives in the paddock and the kind of idyllic frenzied hopeful spirit of the team is just crushed immediately the next day <laughs> and i just don't know why these fucking fools get tricked <laughs> by their own hubris every time they're all high fives high fives we finished p3 you're not nothing's gonna happen nothing changes nothing ever comes to any good we're all like like, you know, uh, flesh puppets floating around uh, a, a dying star. Like, it, this is not going to work out the way you hope. Um, I have a... Do you have a song of the week? Uh, uh, I've got two. Uh, okay. Uh, wait, I, my one um, is... Um, Dirty song of the week. Um... Uh, mine's uh, nothing's going to harm you from Sweeney Todd. Why? Uh, because I, I that that was a vibe that Horner gave me. It was very protective of Checo. Mine is oh that's very sweet. Mine is um, everything in its right place by Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> yeah, yesterday I woke up sucking on a lemon. Perez he woke. Perez is sucking on a lemon right now. Mm. If there's any driver, but also everything in its right place because there was a hundred overtakes during the race or whatever. But it all just ended with exactly what you thought it was going to end with. Like, mm. Lando started third, but he ended in, like, 18th or wherever. And it all just finished perfectly. Yeah. But my real song of the race is Papa Roach, Last Resort. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that it sums up Checo's season. Um, Suffocation, no breathing. Doesn't give a fuck if, if he I cuts his arm bleeding. I think that's... This is his last resort. Would it be wrong? Would it be right? Cut my career into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation. I'm choking. Um, yeah, I... I mean, God... Do you think we can expect as the season continues to see Checo's mind dissolve under the pressure? Yeah, potentially. I think he's going to lose his mind before the end of the race, before the end of the season, for sure. For sure. And anyway, let's, let, we can cover the, all my other questions in our... Uh, yes, let's get to air. the Formula One race review, review. Uh, after this very quick break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to Dirty Air. I've got a funny story. Um, oh, yeah. I was walking home from the gym the other day okay. in the area that I live in, and there was a park. Op- there's a park opposite my house, mm-hmm. and um, there was like a police cordon. And I live in East London, and when there's a police cordon, you're like, okay, who died? And there was a bit of evidence on the floor that was covered by a police marking. And I walked into the park, and I sort of summoned the policeman. And uh, summoned. I waved at him, and he came over. And I went, hey, um, just out of interest, I live opposite. Can you just tell me what happened? And the policeman went, yeah, there's, but there was an assault. And I went, is that a weapon that you've covered? And he went, no, no, it's just blood, but we have to have it covered. And I went, oh, God, this, this area is getting quite ropey isn't it and the police mm. and the policeman just went sorry do you host the dirty air podcast and uh first time first time that's happened that's amazing i chatted with a policeman in front of a pile of blood for about 15 minutes about um monaco <laughs> <laughs> and the formula one season had, had, nobody had died no one died okay no nobody died nobody thank, died thank goodness and yeah and you corrected him and said co-host <laughs> yeah sorry great absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um so shout out to that policeman shout out to that policeman if he's listening shout out to the several nice people who came to see me do shows in or with uh adam rowan k nicholson uh in liverpool and said hello and that they are enjoyers of the dirty air podcast it's and we have a merch uh competition which we're going to give away some we have some brand new uh a merch drop coming and we want to give some merch away so we'll reveal that at the end of the show but not before we review the uh what was it called uh it was called the the spanish, spanish Grand Prix. Grand. it didn't even have a good name but i'm all for, I, I enjoy it i enjoyed the national anthem that woman on the piano who looked like she was being um, given fake news all the time she was playing. She looked like <gasps> she had this shock look on her face. <gasps> oh my God, Trump said what? <gasps> oh my God, the Twin Towers what? <gasps> oh my God. And she had this really confused look the whole time she was playing. Yes. And I loved, by the way, does the Spanish National Anthem not have lyrics? Or did they choose not to do them? Oh my God, it was so funny because... Um, her name was Laura Andres. Uh, uh Brundle Kravitz, whichever bot, you know, whichever Charles Tyrrett bot it was... Uh, talking at that particular moment very ironic that uh, the spanish national anthem the national anthem of uh, spain which is one of the largest spoken languages in the world is a national anthem with uh, no lyrics in it in what in what world is that irony are you fucking insane that the spanish like that the, the, the spanish people should be so proud of the fact that fucking loads of people speak this language so we should probably stick it in the anthem like what are they going to be saying loads of people speak this language oh goody good 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 for us we invaded lots of south america millions died and now we're all speaking this like what <laughs> why would I just anyway it was uh, it was uh, also for the children's um broadcast they actually dubbed over the piano part for Thomas the Tank Engine. Ba, ba, oh. ba, ba, 
It's the fat controller. He's got something to say to Nico. Mohammed bin Suleiman's got something to say to Christian Horner. <laughs> um, well, Christian, I don't think that's very nice way I, to behave. Also, if for the British viewers, the Sky intro as well had that Spanish tappy guitar and the woman doing the flamenco thing. Oh, my God. Which I loved. I'm all for the cultural cliches that come before every race. Just but can we please do friendly it? xenophobia. Yeah, but, but I want it for Saudi Arabia. I want it for the sketchy countries. If you're going to do it with Japan where there's a like a guy opening a samurai sword and it's a little bit, is that? Okay. Yeah. And then in Spain, you have the and the ding, yeah, yeah. When is your doll me your day? Everybody's racing their fast cars. For the English one, I want someone with a sniper periscope shooting the boats as they come into Dover. Yeah, that's what I want. And I, I think everybody just if you have, what way could you visually manifest a whole country? Well, fifty-two percent of a country of people committing economic self-harm <laughs> just people in a suit in an empty supermarket that's what i would like with I, scurvy i think people giving away money to see less immigrants yeah is that's essentially good. that's yeah what that's really good be, yeah because we've got so we okay i tell you what sky please let dirty air write <laughs> please let us write the british grand prix uh intro for the um i think we should be in charge of all of them to be honest yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. We need to get in the paddock, mm. um, which we can't announce any big news yet, but we've got something cool coming, brewing, which we can hopefully announce next week. Um, finally, before we do the race review, is Lewis Hamilton dating Shakira? And also, is that why they made the side pods wider? Well, because they didn't have any side pods. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like a reference to... Lucky that my side pods are bought small and small humble. and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. <laughs> Your car is not very good. Whenever, wherever you're finishing in sixth place, you'll be fifth and he'll be fourth. And that's the deal, my dear. <laughs> are they dating? I don't. Yeah. Do you think so? Uh, I mean, look. Let, I mean, let's put it this way: they've both not paid a significant amount of taxes. Is she not paid tax? No, she got in trouble, didn't she? She was not paying taxes, and I thought, you know what? I know someone who might like. Maybe that's what happened. She didn't pay her taxes, and her tax guy went. I think I know someone who might. You're single, right? That's a really good idea. Accountant and yeah, matchmaker. Yeah, 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 exactly. Who sort of gets you together with various... Or maybe it is like a tax break thing so that she can be registered in a property. You know when like you have somebody, like a friend who lives nearby, that and their property comes with a parking space. So you ask to be put on their council tax <laughs> so that you can register your uh, VH5C and then get a parking permit off of their property when yours doesn't have one because it's a new build. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe it's all about she just is, she's in Islington IPC zone and like she wants a permit and he's got a property there. So maybe it's like just a, a, a parking permit. It's the, um, yeah, it's the equivalent of, you know, couples get married because of tax reasons. Uh, yeah. I don't really know how it works, but if you get married, your tax goes down or something. Maybe. Uh, maybe that's what they're doing. They're like, hang on a minute, we're paying two pounds tax a year between us. Yeah. And if we get married, we get a rebate. Of two, yeah. We yeah. what could we could spend that on chips and dip and stuff like that. Like we we could have a salsa probably. 
Well, she would like some salsa. Yeah. He would like some um, vegan um, uh, smashed avo hummus. Yeah, he'd like. Um, uh, I got a, a vegan marbled steaks the other day. So maybe also, he'd like some of those. One thing about Lewis, have you noticed that since Angela Cullen, aren't we sullen, mm-hmm. has left, I haven't seen his dog once. Which really leads me to believe she was doing a lot of the heavy lifting mm. in regard to getting Roscoe to the races. Well, English bulldogs have breathing problems at the best of times. So if there isn't like a health professional present, which is what she was, I think m- maybe most of the physio that got done was actually on <laughs> Roscoe and not on Lewis at all. It's like, sorry, you've been bred, like your sinuses have been bred into kind of non-existence, Roscoe. We're going to need to do some like... You know when you get those massages? What's the illness where you have to go once a week and have all the mucus massaged out your back? I don't know. You think that's what Roscoe was having? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he sounded like he had some heavy breathing problems. It's like a chronic he? phlegm disease. Yeah, it sounded like with the... with Listeners, with, write in with the chronic the name of the chronic phlegm disease. When please. Mercedes had that airtime air tunnel reduction because they were winning, they could have just got Roscoe to breathe on the cars. <laughs> Those deep exhales would have helped them see where the paint was going. It's it's wicked. Most vegans would adopt, not shop. But he's clearly gone to a breeder for his dog. Yeah. So that he's not a completely, um, uh, he, he's not got a kind of linear moral outlook. I wonder where Lewis's stance on AI is, given that it's a much more pressing and urgent problem than climate change. <laughs> okay, but anyway, well, that we can we can we, that that's not a race review problem. In tenth place, uh, Williams with Sargent in twentieth, and Alex Albon in sixteenth. Uh, so, um, very quickly, uh, something happened this week where when re- when we saw the underside of the Red Bull, we saw the bottom of the Red Bull in Monaco, thanks to uh, Checo's choke, right? Mm-hmm. Choco Perez. Um, and that reminded me of, have you ever been on holiday with a mate and you're at the side of a pool and your mate takes his shirt off and mm. you, and they've got like a six pack and they're really ripped and gorgeous and mm. you go, oh, and brown as well as a oh, pale mate, man. I've got to spend a week now next to you at a pool looking, look at my sad ET belly. Mm-hmm. And you've got this gorgeous... That's what it felt like when I saw Underneath the Red Bull car. When I saw Underneath the Williams car this week, Mm -hmm. it felt like when you find Viagra in your dad's medicine cabinet. Mm. And you go, oh no. Is it... That's really depressing. It... uh, (laughs) Oh, dad. What it reminded me of is... So when you have children uh, and the babies are kind of very young, you get these huge kind of plastic trays like these kind of curved plastic washing up bowl type things to like give the babies a shallow bath yeah because the big bath is too a bit severe for them it looked like one of those yeah it looked like one of these kind of pad like plastic paddling pool early learning center (laughs) sort of sand pit pieces of shit the 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 manufacturing know-how that went into the bottom of the red bull and mercedes and ferrari and just that ugly bath that's at the bottom of yeah it felt like um uh it felt like playmobile had done a replica of a formula one car <laughs> yeah like it's a knockoff formula yeah, yeah, one yeah. Car. like it's like yeah it's the same shape and everything like yeah but it looks exactly the same it's like the rolex oh yeah but rolexes don't break yeah the thing that looks exactly like a rolex that does break yeah that looks exactly like a formula one car. it's not a formula which one car. again going back to brexit that's probably a they just can't get it made in england that's like the English, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, like a garage, a mechanic. Yeah, I'll do you, I'll do the bottom of your car for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, does, it does a job, then it goes round and round. What's the yeah. problem? 
It's going to turn out that the Williams headquarters is actually at Collins Motors on yeah, Hammersmith Grove. A quick fit, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, also, rookie in a shit box performed as rookie in a shit box would be expected to. Uh, rookie in a shit box, turtle power. Did you um, hear about? He was, he was sorry. He was he was twentieth in qualifying, <laughs> uh, slowest by half a second. Oh, in P three in practice, third practice, he was slowest by half a second, and in P two, he was slowest by half a second. He's he's Gotifi, isn't he? It, it, he is. He's yeah. the new Latifi, but he doesn't crash. He doesn't have the personality. So there's not even like we're going to get a fucking safety car, and but like we've had, it's like we got all of our safety cars in one race yeah. in Australia. Yeah, and now, and now we're we're completely bereft of safety cars. How great! I just want. How many times when Mercedes were on top would a safety car come out and fuck Ferrari? For Mercedes, oh, those were the days. And and how many times have we seen a safety car come out and fuck whoever yeah. for Red Bull? But now, what, when we desperately need somebody to be messing with Red Bull's dominance slightly, just careen into a wall. That's what you're there for. There is no point in coming twentieth unless you're going to affect the outcome of the top of the race. Yeah, and like in a in some sort of dramatic way. That's what the paid drivers are for. They're not paying for the Formula One seat. They're paying for our entertainment dollar. Mm-hmm. They're paying to smash it into a wall so that we can get a fun restart. So, Logan Sargent, know your place. Know your role. On the uh, on the Beyond the Grid podcast this week, Logan Sargent, um, who was the guest, said that he didn't know that Albon was a former karting champion. And Williams are the only two teams with former karting champions. And Albon had, uh, sorry, Sargent had no idea. And I was like, how much do you not know about the sport that you're in that... Like, it got me thinking. Here's what I thought. Because Logan Sargent's family moved to Switzerland, right, to support Logan Sargent's career. But I think that they actually moved to Switzerland to hide all their money Mm -hmm. and were just using Logan Sargent's dream to be an F1 driver as a... Like, he, he is the shell company of his family. Think about it. Yeah, maybe he's been... Maybe he didn't even want to do it. It's like an Agassi thing. And he's just been gaslit as a child, going, you love driving. You always talk about loving driving. I think I did that. Well, you don't, your memory doesn't kick in when you're a child, and we remember you always talking about driving, so that's why we've, you know, dedicated our life up roots, up sticks, everywhere. Also, what is a karting champion? And is does it being, like, that's just world... That's how you get your F3 seat. Okay. Yeah. But is there, like, one yeah. karting competition? Yeah, yeah, And that yeah, they yeah. were both champions of the same competition? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Which really is what Monaco should be. They should all just be in Mario Kart-sized vehicles. It would be so much fun. Yeah. Even just it. for fun. Even just as, like... um. Like the fun thing that they do on the day before the race. Yeah. Just send them all around in the same go-kart. Let me see who actually wins. Mm. Um, in ninth place, Alpha. With De Vries 14th and Sonoda 12th. Sonoda had an absolutely heartbreaking penalty, didn't he? He did not run Joe off the track. Um, he left him space. Joe could have yielded, but he went into that runoff, and Yield. Sonoda paid the price. And really, really, my heart goes out to that little, lovely, cute porcelain doll that is Yuki Sonoda. He's so beautiful. I love him. Uh, yeah, I felt very, very bad for him. De Vries got a bit cocky in practice, didn't he? Yeah, he was like finishing up in fourth in the practice, going, "I'm actually going to be really good this weekend," and then plummeting back down into 
everything the, the realm of the Alpha Tower in its right place everything in its right place as uh, you said as the commentator said the two Alpha males back to back Alpha Romeo next in eighth with um, Zhou Guan Yu in the points in, in ninth. ninth thanks to Sonoda I think um, so he he sort of thanks to cheated his way into some points. It was a more valid ninth than his last ninth because yeah. he was ninth as well in Australia. But I think he was ninth out of nine races that finished the race. Yeah. Uh, whereas this was a, a slightly more. I thought he he drove a good race from what I saw. Uh, he was fairly competent and consistent. Bottas. It's hard to work out when nineteenth. Yeah, in nineteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is he just not? Is he just gone smoker? He's a smoker. <laughs> so leave me alone. Um, I think that he just doesn't. I think that he just. I I just think he had a bad weekend. It because it's like if he's not gonna finish, if he's just not in it, then he just goes. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not, in it. I'm not finishing behind Logan. I'm not taking the piss. But I'm I'm not asked about what goes on here. Today. Well, I mean the whole back as well. Magnuson has. Uh, what you gonna do with all that? Has all that has. inside them jeans. Uh, Magnuson in 18th and Hulkenberg in 15th. Yep. And Hulkenberg like was overtaking like a madman at the start of that race, and to still finish in 15th is everything in its right place. Yes, I think if we're like as we as we say with Stroll in 12th this is how i imagine like i imagine joe overperformed his his residency yeah that's not everything in its right place yes but there were i i am more and more liking your song of the week choice because more and more i see that people were absolutely as they were supposed to be yeah norris um, although actually there's a little exception coming up from mclaren as well i don't well, think that what you think piastri finished really high i think I think no. I think Piastri is about where he should be, but I think Lando at seventeenth is not in his right place. You think he should be higher? Yeah. I think that both the McLarens this year should be seventeenth and the sixteenth for the whole season. That's their that's their right place. That's their everything returning. The timeline returns at the end of the film, and Michael J. Fox goes back in time, and his parents are happy, and McLaren is sixteenth and seventeenth. Uh, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen. Norris. I mean, Norris bought that on himself. He didn't think that Lewis was going to yield to Carlos Sainz and and um, smashed into Lewis, which is a miracle. That if you think about Lewis's qualifying as well, where him and Russell hit. And then for Lewis to then go out and put it in fourth place. That was so funny because George was so embarrassed but do as you well. Think, do you think Lewis is like, after his teammate nearly hits him, do you think that your heart rate, do you think that your adrenaline is like up for the rest of qualies? Do you think that you're crapping it a little bit more than you would be when your teammate nearly kills you? In what, George and Lewis? Yeah. Uh, I feel like... George's heart will have been pounding because he would have been so embarrassed. And I've never seen an F1 driver go like it, there's a there's a clip of Top of the Pops and take that there. And Mark Owen, God rest his soul. Um, he's still alive. Oh, yeah. It's another one. Um, Stephen Gately. He's dead. Yes. Uh, it's a different different boy band, different boy band. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's still the kind of boyish kind yeah. of cutesy looking one. Um, uh, he goes. Uh, ah, like he hits, like ah, he's he goes all teenager from The Simpsons voice. Hi, oh, that is how George seemed like he he hit a bum note basically. It's like <laughs> how funny is it that you can be a Formula One driver and essentially 
like uh, uh, cause a huge accident. So sorry, I just wasn't concentrating. Yeah, my mind was elsewhere. Yeah. I was driving a Formula One car. I just oh sorry, I was just thinking about something else. What was he thinking about? <laughs> no, I was just trains. <laughs> it's always trains. <laughs> yeah, McLaren in sixth, uh, Norris in seventeenth, and Piastri a little more bomb down in thirteenth. Uh, he's having a good rookie season, I think. He's having a good rookie season, I think. He's he's you know he's keeping pace with Lando, albeit kind of an extraordinary lack of pace. Uh, he's he's the youngest driver. I've I've since done the research and can tell you that he is the youngest driver in. Formula One. I think he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. Yeah. Everywhere is exactly where it should go. He's, uh, and he's a nice chap as well. He's still got his milk face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like he's still got, his wisdom teeth haven't come through yet. Yeah, yeah, his his wisdom face is not (laughs) in yet. He's still all kind of puffy and excited. Um, Alpine in fifth, um, Gasly tenth in the points, and Ocon eighth in the points. Oh, it was so good. Gasly, another one. And, and because we had signs, uh, qualified second, finished, uh, wherever he finished, uh, where was it? Uh, uh, five, fifth. Um, we weren't truly able to enjoy the fact that Gasly was all Billy Big Bollocks in qualifying fourth and then dropping down to 10th, was yeah, it 10th? Yeah, 10th, yeah. Uh, by the end of the race and having Ocon, who qualified eighth or something, move his way up uh, to, where did Ocon finish? Um, eighth. eighth. Oh, he was in eighth. Right, yeah, right. Either way, a great story in the rivalry of the two Frenchmen uh, I really enjoyed. And the commentator said something uh, about Ocon, which I really, really liked, in that everybody says he's the nicest guy which I think basically means the most amenable guy yeah. in Formula One. Like he's all, we, oh, he doesn't want to cause a fuss. He's like, he'll get shoved by Max and then laugh about it and go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I was just driving my car. I didn't know what all the fuss is about. But in the car, he is a snarling motherfucker of a driver. <laughs> and like, because in the car, it's, it's, he gets the same sort of car confidence. You know, when you're driving your car, somebody cuts you off and you go, you, I'm going to fucking knock you out, you piece of shit. In real life, standing flesh to flesh with another human person, you would never speak like that to them because their actual fists might harm your actual face. But protected by this huge car, your confidence suddenly goes through the roof. And Ocon seems to be uh, uh, very much. Uh, he nearly um, he nearly phenomenon. crashed into Alonso, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a moment. It was so great. Oh. Um, okay, fourth place. Oh, good lord. Um, <laughs> Ferrari, uh, Sainz fifth, and Leclerc eleventh. I mean, they basically just did what they could. Yeah, but Leclerc, like Leclerc, after qualies went to the medical centre, and yeah. I, I think that's that, a mental health problem. Yeah, because he's so sad about yeah. how shit Ferrari. I think the doctor just went, okay, so where's the pain? And he just pointed at his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Something is wrong. Something is very wrong in here. Thank you, Charles. Maybe you could tell me how you feel. On this piano. Well, what, did you notice during the national anthem the girl was playing the piano really well, and Charles was looking at her, being like, "Oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> is that how you do it? <laughs> is that how you play the piano properly?" Oh, they basically no. did what they could. Like, I mean, when Charles came into the pit on his hards on like lap fucking whatever it was, <laughs> seven or eleven or whatever, I just went, "Are you? Is this?" Is Ferrari doing a practical joke on me? Yeah. Is this real? That they've gone, like, we'll go... Because 
if they had managed in the end to see through their one-stop strategy, which is clearly why Charles would have started on hards. What is it for a pit? 21 seconds? Mm -hmm. Tap, tap, tap. Um, <laughs> you take that off. He's finishing in fifth or sixth alongside Sainz. Yeah. He's meeting him in the middle. Ed time. Uh, you know, Charles was about 20 seconds behind Sainz. So you take that away. He's he's up there with him. If they had managed to see that through. But all of these plans are so half thought out. It's like it's amateur hour in Dixie. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, I just watching the Vettel face be sheared off like the horror movie Nico Rosberg thing and p pasted onto Charles mm. where he just has this sad, eh, well, you know, it's a peaky car. He said, a peaky car. It's a little peaky. It's like, no, it's not peaky. It's terrible. The car is terrible. It For what it should be, the underperformance of the perennial underperformance of Ferrari is a spectacle to behold. And the thing is that Charles went there in good faith as a new driver for his ascension to prominence in the sport. Vettel was already a four-time world champion when he moved to Ferrari. Mm -hmm. And he moved there for some reason, God knows why. But uh, again, because people get lost in the romance of the sport and they want to, they feel like a, a victory... A world championship victory at Ferrari would mean more than a world championship victory for a soft drink company. I think that people look at it, um, yeah, like that, with that wonder where they go, oh, it's a Ferrari. And I think pe I think drivers' opinions are clouded slightly by, you know, when Nicky Lauda mm -hmm. took Lewis aside and Lewis was in McLaren and Nicky went, you know, hey, you should come and race for this, the car, the Mercedes, we have a good team, Toto Wolf is good, then you can come and we will win. And Lewis was like, yeah, the car's, uh, you know, the car is not that good. <laughs> and <laughs> Sorry, really, really bungled my Lewis impression there. But um, I think that for that pe people see that and they go, oh, well, when Ferrari came to Vettel and went, hey, you want a nicer car? We have a good car. This car would be great. It's going to be amazing. I think they just keep doing that and go, look at our history. Look at Fangio. Look at, look at all these wonderful victories we've had. And no one ever stops and goes, that was 22 years ago. It's insane. Yeah. Raikkonen was the last Ferrari winner. I mean, how much confidence would you have? Like, it, like all this faith and stock put in the past, like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything now. If I told you, oh, yeah, I'm going to go Malaga on my holidays, I'm flying with the Wright brothers. Yeah. Like, what? Have you watched any of the new Woody Allen films? They're not good. <laughs> um, okay, so cha Midnight in Paris, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. change. Well, that's old now. Changing. So now, constructors uh, championship shift. Aston Martin at third, with uh, Alonso finishing seventh, and the boy wonder Turbulence finishing in. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He, he, thank you. He beat his. That's what I'm calling him from from now on. Yeah. Uh, he beat his. Uh, he beat his teammate this week, and I actually have a clip of. Thank you to. Um, let me see if I. Ah, I don't know if I have it. Yeah, so Lance Stroll flirting with the Sky News presenter. Okay. Listen to this. Your first real good chance of getting a podium this year. <laughs> getting me excited, Rachel. <laughs> Gives well, her a wink. Ooh. Getting me excited, Ooh. Rachel. That's a bingo. Um, Rachel, well, Rachel, you're getting And also, excited. Alonso at the end of the race being right up Lance's arsehole and, yeah, go, yeah, and yeah. going, oh, I don't want to. I mean, if you want to swap us. Mm. You can, and it will help the constructor. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm just hanging. I'm just hanging out. Lance is great. Aston Martin's great. Everything's so great. 
oh my god i love it here uh, uh lawrence your son smells great and is a good driver so i'm really just happy to be here he was absolutely he, he, alonso was standing outside the nightclub smoking a cigarette and the bouncer went do you want to go in and alonso went nah i'm okay do you know when have you ever played with like a neighbor's dog or anything and the dog puts its mouth around your arm and then just it just but it keeps it there yeah it's like it's just it just wants it, it the dog is saying to you i just want you to know that if i wanted to <laughs> i could savage you I'm not going to, but that is a choice I've made. It's not because of a lack of ability to savage you. And that's essentially what Fernando was doing at the end of the race. Just letting you know, Lance, that I could fuck you up. I, was... I won't, but that in and of itself is a kindness. I think that, that Lance felt the pressure of going, oh my God, I've had a couple of really bad weeks. Mm. And he just pulled it out of the bag. Very happy for Lance. In front of daddy. Mm. And went, hey dad, look at me. I, I did a good, did I do a good job, I'm daddy? I'm driving this car real fast, Rachel. Can I sleep in the in the, in the boat tonight, not on the poop deck, daddy, please? <laughs> Pretty please? Uh, Lance is growing on you, isn't he? Oh, he's really, to quote Justin Hawkins, he's okay. really growing on me. Uh, yeah. He's really growing on me. Uh, Guitar. Because back in the back in the day, the day. Don't know if you remember. Oh, it. we really went for him. Well, I quite quickly I turned toward Lance, uh, the light of Lance, before you did. Way before I. But did. it was sort of just to piss you off. Because I mean, essentially, what I didn't like about how everybody had a go at Lance is because Lance is just a rich kid. Like you know, everybody else in Formula One is from the mean streets of like Ohio. <laughs> like they're, they're all they're all rich kids. Even like, even the ones who aren't were still uh, well above the poverty line. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you look, just I'm, don't get to go karting. I'm pro. If you, and I'm visit pro- food bank. He also broke both his wrists at the start of the season. Yeah, and still was like, no, 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 no. I have to, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of time for him. I love Lance. Um, and now switch. Uh, finally, in second place in the constructors' championship, Hamilton second, Russell third. Um, go down. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but there's a Thin Lizzy song called Jailbreak. Mm-hmm. You know that song? You know that one? And, and Phil Lynott goes, Tonight there's going to be a jailbreak somewhere in this town. The jail. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. going to be in the jail. <laughs> if there's a jailbreak, Phil, it's going to be in the... F- <laughs> Anyway, um, I listen. I'm um, Russell uh, talking about um, the sweat from his uh, um, uh, helmet. He thought it was rain. Yes. Which I mean, George's sweaty helmet is. Um, we should call him sweaty helmet for the rest of the season. I just look. I think that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And I don't. The idea of somebody's helmet as. As as affixed to the end of the shaft of their penis, producing its own sweat <laughs> is so disgusting. Especially like it drip. And I, I just anyway. Um, Did you notice that when he went? I think it's raining. Turn five, rain. Turn five, rain. That's the thirteen forty two going from Middlesbrough to Liverpool. <laughs> Can I get a honk? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, <laughs> when George went, oh, there's rain. You saw uh, Christian in the in their little whatever you call it sidetrack thing. And Christian just put his arm out to feel for rain and just went, nah, he's nuts. <laughs> That's how little Red Bull... Also, Max heard in qualies, he heard someone's... He heard Helmet's phone ringing. That's how little a 
a shit he gives at the minute. Like, that's how smoothly he's driving the car, which is that he heard a phone ringing and just went, ah, no, it's his helmet's car. One day we're going to hear the Red Bull radio and Max is going to be in there just going, smooth operator. (laughs) Sorry, was that Max? Sorry, sorry, I was just singing smooth operator. Isn't that Carlos's song? Yeah, not anymore, baby. (laughs) Um, Hamilton second, I mean, an amazing save in qualies. He's very much on a mission. The uh, when the, I loved when the camera cut to Toto at the end and Toto had to do this sort of graceful, the camera was on him and he suddenly started smiling and clapping. Like, like he was like, it's still 24 seconds mm. behind. Like, that's a, a long amount of time. Mm. And it reminded me of, you know, the episode of Friends where Joey doesn't win the award and he he's up for a soapy. I'm up for a soapy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he doesn't win, and he's really angry, and then he even notices the camera on him, and he does the graceful clap. Mm. That's what Toto did this week. He had a real Joey Tribbiani moment. I think, like, <clears throat> he's obviously got to relativize his own displeasure slash pleasure. Like, it's going to be hard for a born winner to be happy with second, but he will not be able to... Uh, ignore the huge advancement in the car yeah it's it's and i think actually lewis ran a uh, drove a great race uh it was, it, it was very impressive came second hurrah more telling about the quality of the actual mercedes itself was george's race yeah coming from 11th up to third th- moving through moving through taking the carlos as well was a big like oh and it didn't even take him he just he just breathed past. That was the moment of the race. Yeah. Which uh, they didn't show. Uh, no, no, no. Why would they show the moment of the race? <laughs> we were too busy focusing on what, you know, Hulkenberg was up to, pretending he still exists. Um, first place, obviously, Red Bull. Uh, Max Verstappen and um, Perez all the way back, choking on his own career. Uh, Max, how many more times can Max say that was lovely? Like, what PR team have went, okay, you know, like the bit in The Simpsons where they go, hello, Mr. Thompson. And Homer just goes, I think he's talking to you. But <laughs> and, and how many times can they go, Max, what did you think of the race? And Max goes, oh, fucking awesome. I fucking hate Lewis. I fucking hate everyone. And mm. they went, no, 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 no. Just say that was lovely. But that's because he doesn't think it was like it's basically the the frantic, angry energy that he used to have when he won a race isn't present anymore because that race for Max it wasn't it was fucking boring yeah and what he's experiencing right now he's you know he's he's 40 years in to a failing marriage that is too entrenched in itself to depart and they've he's 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 rolled off of his partner after a perfunctory lovemaking session <laughs> and said into their ear that was lovely that was lovely he didn't mean it it was just something that had to happen he well, he'd obviously prefer to be like Max's whole raison d'être as a driver is the fuck you maneuver, <laughs> yeah, 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 and he doesn't get to do that. No, he didn't overtake the first person he overtook in that whole race was Logan Sargent, <laughs> and Logan he was let go by a Williams. Is that I bet he kind of it, it wouldn't surprise me if he said to Williams, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tauri, but could you in the next race could you not let me pass when I uh, could just to make it a bit fun. I'd like to try and get past you. Even if you want to illegally block me, I'm still, that would be more fun for me. 
Let's just call it. Do whatever you Ma- want. Max, he Max is so um, bored that he went towards the end of the race. Race. He just went. I think I'll just get a black and white flag. He was so bored that he went. I think I'm just going to ignore all the racing lines and all of the uh, all the race limits and just get get a five second penalty and still win by twenty seconds. <laughs> he just went and they went. You got a black and white flag and he was like, yeah, so what? And then he got a black and white flag and, and they said, and so, then, so don't go for the fastest lap. And he went, okay, thank fucking god he was just waiting for them to say don't go for the yeah. fastest lap and they go right now i'm going for the fastest." you want to see something you want to see something you want to see daddy go yeah, yeah yeah. and then he just got the fastest lap at the i think lewis pipped him at the end right yeah yeah he's like a bloke with an only come when he's cheating <laughs> <laughs> oh very good uh, score the race out of 10 oh five five yeah i'm gonna look- give it a 6.8 right what? So you're not that amazed at my five then, surely? I mean, it wasn't a five. Monaco was a seven. Look, I think we you, we need to recalibrate, <clears throat> like where we how we score races based on. I I'm just something about the way that I watch sport means that if there isn't a a competition for the winning of the actual event itself. It's just hard to get emotionally invested in what's going on. <laughs> I thought that. Um, uh, uh, what are your Canadian predictions? Um, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Also on the quality of the race, the race may have been in that. Yes, we had that great moment where uh, George took Carlos, but again, we didn't actually get to see that. Yeah. So I'm sure that great stuff might have happened at the race. I didn't watch any of it because <laughs> I was watching what I was provided by Sky Sports and I didn't think they did a very good job. And what I want, which is what used to happen a lot of the time, is that you'd get the camera following a a duel, essentially. You don't get the camera following duels in the same way that you mm-hmm. used to. You get, oh, Sergio's about, oh, Sergio's taken uh, 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 Hulkenberg and there it goes. And you get to see like a half a second before it happens to half a second after it happens, and then we're back in the fucking helicopter. Yeah, get rid of DRS. Oh, I think it's the answer. Or DRS open all the time. Let's go crazy. Let's get nuts. Let's... Or as Brundle suggested, as a, he's just got such a great F one brain. This is the other thing about what I resent him having to speak to Calvin Harris is that he's got one of the most uh, perceptive Formula One brains in the whole of the F1 yeah. crew, and he's got to talk about what Mason Mount's going to do. With, oh, is he going to go to Man United? I don't care. Can I just let you know before you answer? I don't care. This is for them. Just tell the camera. I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm thinking about like what I'd like to barbecue next Sunday when there's no race what, and you th- Oh, because he said, didn't he say that DRS should be available or unavailable in qualities? Yes, that was the actual point that I was making. Yeah. No, no, no. He said that uh, there should be a limit. There's a limit to your DRS. D-D-R-S. There's a limit to your wing opening. He should... Yeah, so the DRS should only be available to each car for a certain amount of time each race so that they've got to strategize about when they want to use it. Yes. That is a good idea. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Mr. Brundle. Yeah, he, M- Martin Brundle is um, uh, Matt Damon at the beginning of Goodwill Hunting, isn't he? He's secretly writing all the strategy for the <laughs> <laughs> on the chalkboard <laughs> in his overalls. <coughs> and someone comes up to him on the gridwalk. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> um, Canadian predictions. I am going to predict. Um, oh yeah, a Lance Stroll Podders. 
Fuck off, mate. Yeah, that's what I'm doing for Turbulance. Okay. I'm predicting, because basically, think about it, think about it. Right, I've done my thinking on this, right? <laughs> Have you had your thinking cap on? I've had it on, and yeah. it's and it's green. Um, thir- uh, Canadian Grand Prix, a.k.a. home race. No. Oh. Right, so he's going to want to impress Daddy. No, we're sucking and on Diesel. Hey, hey, Mommy. Hey, did I do a, did I do a, did I do a good job finishing on the podium? Yes, Lance. Well, you want to come to the back to the house? No, I'm actually going to the after party. You want to? Well, I I I've got no plans. You want to come to the party with me, Raquel? Oh, Rachel, God. Raquel. Oh yeah. Why don't I come and let me just go slip into something a little more comfortable, and then Girl from Ipanema plays, and you know, like that old those Chinese changing slats that are in, and just the nighty goes over it. Yeah. Ding. Listen, we're in a different recording space to usual. It's actually a very dark and small room that Josh and I are very, very tightly squeezed into. So I just have to let you know, listener at home, that uh, Josh's uh, Lance Stroll uh, sex fantasy act out (laughs) was even creepier this week than usual. Uh, Let's do the competition winner. So we're giving away some merch. We're getting some new merch made. And I posted a photo on Instagram of a race from the past. I asked, who was the driver? What was the year and what was the turn? It was a very difficult question. And um, a lot of people, um, a lot of people chimed in and quite a lot of people got it very close and or correct and said that it was 2008. Oh, and it was? It was Lewis Hamilton. It was Lewis Hamilton. And it was turn 13 slash turn 14. So some of the unlucky winners... Um, uh, Jamhop80 said Nouvelle incorrect um, Amelia Rivet uh, 2008 turn 14 Lewis Hamilton correct um, a lot of people said uh, Nouvelle Chicane but our winner is um, underscore Tom Walk who had who was the first person to post 2008 Hamilton turn 13 so um, we will DM you um, and we will get when we get our merch stock arrive I think we're going to do um, caps shirts and flags how do you feel about that I'd like a tote but that's fine what would you like on the flag? Should it just say Dirty Air Podcast? Or flag? It, yeah, I think we should get flags, mate. Do you have a flag? Do you have a flag? Like, and it could say Time for Smacky Bot Bot. What I want to get is some prosthetic bums made. You know, like fancy dress bums? Mm-hmm. And then we mark them with Dirty Air, and then it says Time for Smacky Bot Bot. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be fun merch. That's nice. Um, and uh, hopefully a live event soon to give them away at as well. Ooh. Um, that's it for this week's Dirty Air. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you in two weeks for Canada. Oh, we'll see you next we'll week. We'll see you next week. And we have a day in the life next week. We do have a day in the life. <laughs> and we have, we, we want to know, who do you think we should do for day in the life? Well, we, we've already decided. We kind of, it might be Emperor Palpatine. It might be. It yeah. might be. Uh, but until next week, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. I, I might try and cut. Radiohead's Everything in His Right Place with Papa Roach now. All right, good luck, listener. Mm-hmm.